this theme of faith and trust, I want us to look at this passage here today. And as a pastor, I'd like to say that we're going to be in this. This is a very short message today. And uh, some of you are probably like, Pastor Russ giving a short message. Now that's funny right there. We're in Hebrews 11. We're going to move quickly. But I want to share a prayer because this is God's word. God speaks to us through his word. So will you pray with me as we ask the Lord to bless this time together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time in your word. We thank you for the ministry of the SOS puppets and the message that came to us today about believing and having faith and trust. And Lord, as we come before you, we believe that this is your word. Lord, we put our faith in you and that you're going to speak to us and we trust that as you speak, Lord, you're going to guide us. Whatever circumstance we're in, we thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 1. You'll notice this verse on the cover of your bulletin that gets handed out every week. And so I'm going to ask you, if you have your bulletin, to just pull that out. We're going to read verse 1 together. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Read with me. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Verse 2 goes on. Through their faith, the people in days of old, they earned a good reputation. And by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. God spoke and it came to be. And what we see now did not come from anything that we can see. Now, as I walk through this passage, I'm going to give you faith statements. And this first statement is that faith acknowledges God as creator. And that we have been created to glorify God. Point number one. Faith acknowledges God as creator and that we've been created to glorify him. Verse 4. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. And Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. And it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it's impossible to please God without faith. And anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Now, the second faith statement here is that faith sees value in living to please God. You understand that God created you to glorify him. And then there's also the next step you must take. I want to live my life to please God. You see that in the example of Abel and also of Enoch. Verse 7, it was by faith that Noah built a boat to save his family from the flood. And he obeyed God who warned him about things that never happened before. Another faith statement here is that faith heeds God's warnings. We understand we're created to glorify God. We understand that we want to please God and we also heed his instruction. Verse 8, it was by faith 
that Abraham obeyed God when he called him to leave home and then go to another land. Faith goes where God asks you to go. Have you ever had God ask you to do something and you're like, whoa, wait a second. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up quite in my mind. I need more. And God just says, go. And so you go. Verse 11, it was by faith that even Sarah, this is Abraham's wife, that she was able to have a child, though she was barren and too old. My faith point there is that faith keeps believing for the impossible. You need a miracle. Faith is where we lean in there. Now we take a little heavenly pause here in this particular chapter. It says, all these people died. This is verse 13. Still believing that God had promised them. And they did not receive what was promised, but they saw it from a distance and they welcomed it. And they agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Let that sink in. Foreigners and nomads here on earth. Obviously, people who say such things, they're looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had longed for the country they came from, they could have gone back, but they looked for a better place, a heavenly homeland. This is why we're taking this heavenly pause here in this chapter. It says, that's why God's not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Back in verse 10, it said that Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city that has eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. What do you think we're talking about right there? Heaven. Heaven. In verse 17, it says, It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. And Abraham, who received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him that Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. In verse 19, Abraham reasoned that if Isaac were to die, that God would be able to bring him back to life again. My faith statement there is that faith believes that God is up to something even if the circumstances don't make sense. Have you ever been there? That's where faith is activated. I don't understand the circumstance, but I'm going to trust that God is up to something. That he can figure this out, I'm going to keep trusting. Verse 20, it's by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons, Jacob and Esau. And it was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. And it was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. They'd not yet reached the promised land, but Joseph said, I know you're going to reach the promised land, so take my bones with you when you walk in. And faith believes in God's blessing. You see that here from generation to generation, starting with Isaac. And understanding that you can pray and ask for God to bless your home and even bless their future. And trusting that God is going to be at work there. That takes faith, doesn't it? How many of you had a situation in your home where you're scratching your head and going, God, how are you going to work this out? We're thankful for God's blessings. Verse 23, 
It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child. Any parents with unusual children? They saw something in Moses. Faith sees potential in people. Faith sees potential in people and is willing to take risks for the right reasons. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, and he chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. Think about where he was at. He was in Pharaoh's palace. He can have anything he wanted. And he chose to suffer still with God's people. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt. For he was looking ahead to his great reward. And my faith statement here is that faith sees greater value in Jesus than anything this world can offer you. People search and search, and they try to find some sense of fulfillment and satisfaction and purpose. And they look all these places except for Jesus. But when they find Christ, they're made whole. Faith sees greater value in Jesus than anything that the world could offer. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. And he kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who's invisible. Who's he referring to there? The invisible man? The one who's invisible, he's referring to God, but he kept his eyes on the one who's invisible. In order to do that, you've got to have some faith, right? People might think you're a little crazy, but he's here. Faith trusts that God is present, even though you can't physically see him. It takes faith to do that. I think it's a great opportunity here to reread the front of the bulletin. Would you join me again in reading Hebrews Chapter 11, verse 1 on the front of your bulletin. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Is he here? You better believe it. You better believe he's here. 28. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorpost so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. Again, faith heeds God's warnings. Verse 29, it was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground, but then the Egyptians tried to follow and they were all drowned. Faith causes you to walk where the enemy cannot walk. Do you believe that? There's victory there's victory in Christ, and the enemy cannot go where you're going as the Lord leads. Verse 30, it was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days, and the walls came crashing down. Faith believes that God can tear down any man-made barrier or wall. Have you ever had him just completely blow the doors open on a situation that seemed impossible? This is the God that we serve. Faith believes that God can move these walls. Verse 31, it was by faith that Rahab the prostitute 
was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God, for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. I think it's interesting that Hebrews, as it's drawing out that Rahab is somebody who had faith, it also mentions that she was a prostitute at the same time. I just want to say that faith is welcomed by God despite your reputation. Some people think, I can't, I can't come to the Lord. I, I've made too many mistakes. God says, you can still put your faith in me. Despite what your reputation might be. Verse 32, how much more do I need to say? Says the writer of Hebrews. It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. And by faith, these people overthrew kingdoms. They ruled with justice and they received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions. They quenched the flames of fire and they escaped death by the edge of the sword. And their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. And women received their loved ones back again from the dead. Does that not just kind of charge you up? Like, let's just say amen. Let's just walk out there and take life by the horns, right? But what happens when you get bucked off? You get back on, right? What's interesting is, in this particular passage, what are we going to do when those circumstances are not so rosy? What are we going to do when we're walking through something we feel like, just we're getting pummeled on every side. Look at, as we carry on here, in verse 35 it says, But others, there's other faithful people who loved the Lord. Listen to what happened in their story. They were tortured. But they refused to turn from God in order to be set free. And they placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at, and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prison. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half. And others were killed by the sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats. They were destitute and depressed and mistreated. And they were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. They're mentioned in Hebrews 11. We talk about people who are going through life tortured, whipped, killed. The scriptures say they were too good for this world. They placed their hope in a better life that's after the resurrection. Folks, Faith looks ahead to the reality and the hope that we have of heaven. At the end of the day, our circumstances, no matter how heavy they might be, they're still temporary circumstances. There's an eternity that awaits us, and it's the hope we have. The hope we have in heaven. But before your bulletin out, one more time, we're going to read Hebrews 11, verse 1 together.
faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. As a believer in Jesus Christ, because of what Jesus has done for me in setting my life free from sin, not because of something Russell did, but all because of what Jesus did for Russell, the day I take my last breath here on this earth, I have the hope that my next breath is going to be in heaven. I'm certain of that. Certain of what I hope for, right? And we have these things that we cannot see, but we know they're there. They're stored up for us in heaven. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, and yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God had something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. Folks, faith begins at the foot of the cross. We've got believe, faith, and trust. That activated faith is where you come to Christ and say, I want Him in my life. I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. And when you go through situations where you don't understand the circumstances, I like that song from Lauren Daigle where she says, when you don't move the mountains that I'm needing you to move, and when you don't part waters that I wish I could walk through, and when you don't give the answers as I cry out to you, she says, I will trust. I will trust. Perhaps you find yourself at that place as well. Maybe there's waters that aren't being parted, but you go, Lord, I'm still going to lift my hands anyways, and I'm going to trust. And ultimately, I'm thankful for the hope that I have in heaven. My question for all of us today is, how is the Lord speaking to each of our hearts? area of your life where it's like God's got the wheelbarrow and he's like are you going to get in or are you going to imagine what it'd be like if you got in see there's people I can remember when I wasn't all in there'd be times even when I was sitting in this church dating Brady and listening to messages and you think I wonder what it would be like if I mean I really went all in but yet you stir, you're holding back, you're holding on to the world, you're holding on to sin, you're holding on to these things that keep you from all that God has for your life. Stop imagining what it would be like and truly put your faith in Jesus Christ. Would you bow your head as we pray together? Heavenly Father, I thank you for the cross. Faith begins at the foot of the cross where we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sin. Your word tells us that we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. And that we need Jesus in order to be made right. If there's someone listening right now that would desire to put their faith in Jesus, I want to lead you in a prayer of salvation. Pray with me in your heart and simply say, Jesus,
today I put my faith and trust in you. It's not just about believing in my mind, but truly trusting you with my life. I desire to live for you. So today I ask for forgiveness of my sin. Please cleanse me and make me new. And help me to walk in this relationship with Jesus. Thank you for this gift of salvation. It comes to me by grace. Father, for all of us in reflection right now, if there's things that we're walking through, help us to continue to trust you. Lord, we thank you that you are faithful. We thank you that you are good. We thank you that you are with us, even though at times we feel like we can't quite see what it is that's going on. We trust that you're there. 